Welcome to the Social Chameleon Show, where it's our goal to help you learn, grow, and transform in the person you want to become. Today, I'm talking with Lauren Midgley. After 25 years working for two Fortune 500 company in sales and marketing, Laura launched her consulting business in 2010, helping small business owners be more profitable. To reach her audience, she added, being a speaker and an author to her marketing efforts, the game changer for Lauren and her business was in 2014 when she was diagnosed with breast cancer. From that point forward, Lauren shifted her message to live each day fully, be satisfied and get the things done that mattered. Her Amazon bestseller, it's 6 a.m. and I'm already behind strategies to get caught up, reinforced that message. In 2019, Lauren decided to do a personal project, sending a handwritten card she designed to those who mattered to her. The card simply said, you matter to me, in calligraphy with a heart. Response back was astounding and deeply touched the recipients. Lauren saw the need that others had to send the same message to their inner circle. So she launched the You Matter To Me greeting card business called Yes, You Matter. Uh, Lauren has also written two eBooks on how to stay connected to those who matter and speaks to a variety of groups on the art of staying connected to those who matter. Uh, with Also with another book coming in probably uh, late 2020. Um, I'm sorry, April 2020. Uh, we do talk a lot about that pivotal moment uh, when, when, when cancer really... I want to say ignited her life. And really, I hear this a lot from people when we talk, talk about this in the episode. Um, it, it sparks something. It gets rid of that nonsense and this, this, this frivolous stuff that goes on. Well, I think we had a wonderful conversation, a lot of different insights she shares. Uh, she's been around a bunch of different things. Um, without further ado, let's talk to Lauren. Lauren, welcome to the Social Community Show. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. I look forward to our conversation. So many things you've done, and I just really want to jump in and unpack some of this stuff. Sounds good. Glad to be here, Tyson. Yeah. So um, when I was reading your bio stuff and, th and when we chatted before, um, you cut your teeth in the, you know, the corporate world and it seems like you kind of made a, a bit of a name for yourself in the productivity space. Is that, is that accurate? That's correct. For the past nine years, I've been speaking on it, writing, blogging, mentoring, coaching, consulting, you name it, I've done it. I love it. It's, yeah. it's, uh, I'm wired for productivity, Tyson. <laughs> That's good. A lot of us aren't. I'm... <laughs> I'm Captain Distraction. Uh, <laughs> I just keep myself from distracting myself this morning. I was like, I got things to do. But so what, what was what was going on in the corporate world and you were that you were seeing? I was like, I got to get out of here and, and productivity is where I need to go. Well, I'll tell you, it's really interesting. After you've been in corporate for a while, you feel like you kind of know the game. You mm -hmm. enjoy the, I, I enjoyed the work. I really, truly enjoyed the work. Mm -hmm. But it was one of those things where I knew I was ready to make a move. Yeah. Uh, my mom was an entrepreneur. Uh, while I was in corporate, I worked with franchisees who were small business owners. Mm -hmm. And I lived vicariously through them. <laughs> and I and I was like, I always wanted to be one of them. I always yeah. wanted to be one. And there, then it kind of came a time in my life where uh, I was doing a lot of traveling. My kids, one was in middle school, one was in high school. And it was time for me as a single mom to be at home, mm -hmm. knowing that they would be gone soon. And I really wanted to uh, just kind of put my career on hold, hang with them for a little bit. And then I jumped into the entrepreneur world. That's tough. I mean, um, you know, take that. That's that's risky. You know, a lot of people would say that's 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 dangerous. You know, you're a single mom. You had this great, comfy job. You knew the ins and outs. And to just say, yeah. you know what, 
F it all, uh, you know, and, and and just go for it. What what was going on? Like that's 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 great. I like that. I mean, that's awesome. But what what it was happened? Huge. What was that? It was kind of like a perfect storm. There were lots of things that were happening. Kind of at that time, my mom was passing away from cancer, mm-hmm. uh, and so I was trying to do the corporate job, trying to hang out with her for long weekends. She lived in Florida. I lived in Texas. Mm-hmm. My son ended up in a kind of a. He was on one of those ATV vehicles mm-hmm. and, you know, trying to catch big air and, you know, landed wrong, uh, ended up with a, an incredible spiral fracture of his leg. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a huge conference of our franchisee. It was like everything was kind of happening right at that time. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was a kind of a triggering event saying, oh, my gosh, is this what I really want to be doing? Yeah. Um, at that conference, uh, you know, had some kind of crazy things happen when I was on stage mm-hmm. uh doing you know my you know state of the union address and uh i was like you know what i think it's time for me to go um mm-hmm. here was what was crazy tyson that i think really mattered at the time mm-hmm. was i had a freedom fund let's call it that oh, okay so i had invested in some apple stock way back when <laughs> and uh it was probably about 10 years prior i had bought some apple stock at a really reasonable price mm-hmm. not a lot just but it, but i i had socked it away and it yeah. was one of those things like i didn't know what it was for at the time but i knew it wasn't for college it wasn't for retirement mm-hmm. it wasn't to buy a house it wasn't to spend but it was just there and yeah. uh and then as things kind of heated up in the corporate world and I was like, okay, I think I'm ready to go. That freedom fund was what financed me for a few years to let me get the business off the ground. And that's the key. That's probably what gave you that bravery and that freedom to say, you know, this is free money in a way of let's go have fun and give it a shot and see where I go. Exactly. And you're right, because it really was. And at the time, the company that I've created was called Courage to Succeed Coaching, Mm -hmm. Courage to Succeed Coaching. And it was really my courage to succeed. Mm -hmm. But you're right. The key there was it was the confidence. It was like, okay, it bought me some time to figure this out and really truly be truly be the entrepreneur that I was, you know, jonesing for when I was working with our franchise franchisees. So, right. What was that? What was that self-talk? Like, what was that? Like, how long did you have to convince yourself or talk yourself into it? Or how did that go to well, say, you know, it, forget it, it. Let's tap into this money and let's go. It was probably about five months total. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my mom passed. I mean, it was like, it was, as I said, a triggering of events and the self-talk kind of like, is this what you want to be doing? Is this mm-hmm. how much time, you know, away from home? And it, yeah. it, uh, it didn't stop. It just kept going on in the head. If yeah, you will. Yeah, yeah and, right. That uh, nagging thoughts. Yeah, yeah. And then it was kind of like, okay, time to pull the trigger and, you know, and make that happen. I actually resigned in May, but mm-hmm. my final work date was in June, the end of June. So the resignation that I thought was going to be two to four weeks ended up being a little bit longer, which was okay. But, yeah. you know, it was like, it, it was crazy because I had been with that company for 17 years uh, wow. total. And uh, so it was a big step. And, and as, as you said, the self-talk was incredible. But here was what was amazing. Once you make a big decision like that, that you're going to leap and jump, if mm-hmm. you will, it's kind of like then there's no going back. Right. And once you've got the clarity that, okay, 
I'm going to do this. I intend to do it. Like move forward. Let's me, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, yeah. once I make the decision, I'm not going back. I'm, I'm, I'm moving forward. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the thing that's what they say, right. You know, um, if you want to take the Island, you got to burn the boats, you know, when right. you have this plan B and C and D and you know, you're like, well, and you start to waver and things get hard. You just quit so fast and easy. And that really is, uh, I know I've done that a hundred times. Like, well, I got a backup plan. I got a little thing going and it's easy to backpedal. It's easy to just give up and run away when you jump back on the boat and, on to the next. Absolutely. And, you know, it's kind of one of the things I say that, like, you know, if you're hesitating or you feel the resistance and you're not ready to commit, you know, look at that hesitation, look at the resistance because there's something underneath that that yeah. you really need to get a hold of, if you will. And, um, but when you make the commitment, man, just go. <laughs> yes, yes. Just yes, go. Yes. Just yeah, go. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. All these, you know, the this, the New Year's upon us, and, and by the time this comes out, it should be yeah, mid end of January. Most yes. people have given up on all kind of things by now. Right. Um, what what are like the two or three things that people can do that they should be doing? That's just really the highest impact. It's really just going to help them accelerate their productivity, knock these things off their to do list, their 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 New Year's resolutions, whatever it is that they're working on. Well, I think one of the things that I like to do um, <clears throat> is truly identify. What are my top three priorities for the upcoming year? Mm -hmm. Getting really clear on what my revenue streams are. What's my product? What's my service that I'm offering? Mm -hmm. And the other part of that would be how can I execute well? Um, I just did my 2020 plan, high level. Uh, it was basically two pages, a lot of white space in between, but kind of thinking, what resources do I need? What mm -hmm. skills do I need? And then how do I, how do I really move this forward? Um, one of the things that I do as part of the productivity, Tyson, is I do a workshop called The Art of Doing Less and Getting Better Results. And I believe that, you know, there's a way to do uh, what I call do a do less year, meaning pick just a couple of things and do them really, really well in your business. And rather than trying to do five things well, eight things well, um, just you know, dig deep in at least one or two areas. So you're known for that. And um, it, it'll be amazing the doors that were, will open mm -hmm. once you commit and are focused on that particular uh, one or two areas. What are some of the pain points you kind of keep seeing over and over that the people that just aren't focusing on with the people you work with? What are some things maybe spark something for the listeners? Yeah. And, you know, this was crazy. I just had a meeting with a client this morning, loved her. And I, and here was, I, not only with her, but with other clients, I asked the question, what do you really want? And I try to, and, you know, you think it's, it's really a basic question, a simple, easy question, yeah. but it's not. But, and so it's like, what do you really, really want from this business? So her answer initially was a certain dollar amount of dollars that she wanted to earn revenue wise for the year. And, and, but then it was like, as we dug deeper and I kept asking the question, what do you really want? What do you really want? And as we kept, you know, and more things kept coming out, mm -hmm. but I think that's an area of a pain point that we are not clear on what we really want. But once we are kind of back on my corporate decision, mm -hmm. once you are, you can move forward. You can be unstuck. Mm -hmm. That's good. I, I, um, I work with a lot of clients and, and um, 
marketing stuff. And that's really the thing that a lot of people, they are stuck there. They don't, you know, they started a business for whatever reason, whether it was money or freedom or something like that. And they really don't, don't really know what's going on. They just are just going through the motions. And then when they do get stuck, you know, when you don't have that clarity, it is tough. Like, what's the next decision? I don't know. Cause I don't know where I'm headed, you know? Right. And it's like, I don't know what question, I don't know what I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you really think about it, what's underlying that would be either some element of fear the, and the other element of risk of right. well, how much risk do you want to take? I mean, you mentioned it, that when I pulled the trigger and made the decision, that was a risky decision for me to make. I was a single mom. I had a house. I had bills to pay, et cetera. But it was, it was kind of one of those things that I was willing to tolerate a certain level of risk, mm-hmm. but was there a huge amount of fear? Absolutely, because right. now it's really on me and I don't have that twice a month paycheck, right? And mm-hmm. it's, at some point, that freedom fund was going to run out. Right. So, you know, it's like, what do you really want? So the pain point is, uh, I think for many individuals, is just getting in touch with mm-hmm. how do you get to that? How do you figure that out? So... How did you, how did you keep that fear at bay through all that, you know, that initial transition from corporate paycheck to entrepreneurship? I think part of it was, <laughs> it's, a, it's a good question. Part of it was truly budgeting, if you will, or allocating out the dollars. Cause it would have been very enticing to have just, um, you know, blown the wad, if you will. Yeah, and, right, right. and, and, you know, so well, I need all these different things. And, mm-hmm. and the reality was just keeping a measured amount of dollars flowing in, um, but not too much. Cause you know, here's what really needed to happen. And it did for me was there was a period of time where you have to still feel hungry mm-hmm. because if you're not hungry, uh, meaning not really hungry, literally right. with, for food, Hopefully, but hungry yeah. where you've got the spark and the desire, mm-hmm. you know, you get into that world of complacency. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one client that I work with and the re- and she wants to be a speaker and uh, she is uh, looking to be an author, et cetera. But the deal is, if you look at her lifestyle, what's all around her is she is very comfortable right. and she's not hungry enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I have that conversation a lot. I learned that uh, a few years back and I really, uh, from, I think it was from Tim Ferriss. He said, uh, you know, get comfortable being uncomfortable. And I was like, that's dumb. And I was like, there's something there. Cause I think this is stupid. And, and I, I, I mulled on it for a while and started thinking about all the things I'm not comfortable with and why am I not? And, and I started trying things and getting outside of my box and my world just exploded, you know? And, but I was talking with somebody the, uh, last week or so about something similar about, you know, like they had this, this moment um, in their life where they just, you know, suddenly you're like, they just kind of woke up and they're like, How, where did this come from? And it's like, you were comfortable and something ha- that that thing happened and, and you suddenly kind of opened your mind. You got kind of, you know, free in a way and said, whoa, like all this stuff going on me. I just was going through the motions and I was just doing these things. And there's a lot to that. You know, there's a lot to, to finding that discomfort and, and seeking it out. And, you know, somebody had asked me to do an event. And my first thought was, no, that's not my style. It's my thing. And I was like, you know what? I'm in. I was like, because yes. that makes me absolutely uncomfortable. And I hate it. Right. So, so sometimes if we are so comfortable, we really need to look at how can we inject some uncomfortableness into our lives like you did with that event. Because what happens is I'm sure for you, Tyson, was, you know, your juices start flowing. You're, you know, you don't want to fail. So you're going to show yeah. up and you're going to, you know, do the best that you can. Mm-hmm. And then wow, 
it just kind of changes your world, right? And in that uncomfortableness, I think that's what Tim Ferriss is talking about, is that's when you grow or that's when you yeah. realize, wow, I have so much more potential. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the thing that like, what, what are we scared of? What, like, what, what is it that I'm fearful? You know, and that's a point. The problem with this, this, this event I always do is these are things I don't like to do. I don't like, you know, um, it's going to involve, you know, touching in different types of things and, and, and being on stage and stuff. And, um, I I do not want to do any of that. I have no desire. And this is kind of where my uncomfortableness, you know, I, I tackled it first. I don't like people touching me. I don't like people hugging me. And and, and so I I went out and I, I I tackled that. Now I have no problems with this. Like the weirdest thing is like, I I despise it for 15, 20 years. Now it's no big deal, you know? And and that's where it comes in. That's why I, I look at this and I say, okay, why, why am I, what's making me uncomfortable? What can I learn here? What skill can I develop? What fear can I get over? What crap in my head am I talking about? You know, um, and that's the thing like I do with my family too. Um, along these same lines is what I've been doing lately is um, pretending like we're poor. Like, you know, at any moment, the world can change. It has nothing to do with us. You know, another financial crash could come. Somebody could drop a nuclear bomb. Are we prepared? You know, a lot yes. of us, you know, um, we're not, we're, we're, we're very comfortable. We have, we need Maybe you're, you're lucky to have a middle class, upper middle class life. And that's, you know, what we live. And, and I try to teach my kids, like, listen, we can get some beans, we can get some rice and we can live. We'll be just mm-hmm. fine. And, and it's been eye opening. It's like, what are we scared of? What, what are you scared of? You know, especially as my kids start to get older, you're going to leave this house. You're not going to be rich all of a sudden, or you're not going to be well off all of a sudden. Can you survive these things? What are you scared of? Are you scared of sleeping on a sleeping bag? Are you scared of not eating this great food? You know, and I think those are fun things we can push ourselves to find these limits. Right. And, and you really find your inner strength with that. Mm-hmm. You're, you're digging deep and saying, okay, yeah, I can still survive. Yeah, it's not right. maybe the way I want to survive, right. but I still can survive. Right. right, right. Yes. Yeah. yeah it's exactly. nice to, to show ourselves how much we can endure. I think a lot of us don't realize the, the pain we can endure, the level of suffering we can endure, the hunger we can endure and all this, this type of stuff. And it's, it's really powerful. It's really, I found for me, it's really, it really kind of freed me and unleashed me from this stuff. You know, I, I've been doing fasting. I'm not worried about being hungry. I mean, before I used to be running around from meeting to meeting and it's like, I've got to stop at a Jack in the box or something. Where's a grocery store where I can grab a sandwich. I'm going to die. It's been three hours since I ate and, and freeing that, from, right. from my life, it's been like, eh, I'm hungry, big deal. And I'm I just okay. go on with my day. And I just know I'll be just fine and I'll be okay. Um, I'm doing a fast here. Uh, we're recording this. We're just before Thanksgiving. And uh, I'm doing, we're, I, I've kind of joined this three-day fast from the Sunday night to Wednesday night. And some of my friends are like, dude, I thought about joining you, but I got to eat. And I was like, man, that, I used to be like that. And it's like freeing ourselves from these things is so powerful. Right. And I think you and I talked about before about the whole 30 day kind of challenge. Mm -hmm. You know, there's different things that or the seven day challenge, whatever Mm -hmm. it might be. And until you do that or you kind of play that game with yourself, um, you don't know what you can really do or or in the three day fast. Mm -hmm. How sharp does your mind uh, become on Wednesday or Tuesday today? You know, it just it's amazing. And until you engage with it, you don't know. You don't mm-hmm. know. And, and, you know, you and I had also talked about in my journey from 2010 when I started as an entrepreneur until today, mm-hmm. you know, in 2014, you know, I ended up with cancer and right. uh, and how that, you know, impacted, you know, I like to say, I'm going to make life before cancer, life after cancer and how mm-hmm. it, it really gave me that 
as you said, really the, you don't, until you know, you really don't know what you're capable of. Right? Yeah. Right. Right. Let's, yeah. let's kind of unpack that a little bit. How did, how'd that come about? What was that? Can you walk us through that moment leading up to, you know, when you, when you found out what was kind of happening? Sure. What was happening was I had some pain in my breast and it was like, eh, this is not good. Right. So obviously went to uh, the uh, radiology, uh, the mammography and all that mm-hmm. to figure out what's going on. And, you know, it was one of those things, Tyson, I knew deep inside, this is not good. This is absolutely yeah. not good. Something's going on. Got to deal with it. And, you know, it was uh, pretty quick in terms of, let's say I went in on a Thursday by Tuesday, uh, I knew I was in trouble. I knew that there was a cancerous mass. And then, you know, then ultimately, I mean, it was really, I mean, they moved quickly, which was great. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was the first thing that went through my mind was saying, okay, can I do this? And can I get rid of this cancer and not tell anybody? Meaning I still wow. was building the business. Mm-hmm. I still was speaking on stages. Wow. Um, I had uh, uh, published one book at that point, And it was like, is there a way that I can kind of just treat this and keep on going and keep the facade going mm-hmm. um, so that, you know, it didn't, you know, it was kind of like, it was like, let's just let it be a blip in my life, right? Well, the yeah. reality is you're, that doesn't happen. That, you know, reality right. is, you know, chemo will kick your butt. You know, reality is you need people around you to mm-hmm. kind of support you and, and help you. And, and uh, so I went through about 18 weeks of chemo treatment, um, of, uh, probably about four or five weeks of radiation mm-hmm. and three different surgeries. Um, and, it, you know, all told, it was probably about a year from a recovery standpoint. But in that whole process, you know, I had some mentors that told me like, you know what, Lauren, you can still work. It's just going to be different. And it was, and I, I was doing consulting coaching at the time Mm -hmm. and I would have the consulting coaching clients actually come to the house rather than me going to their place. Um, And it was uh, what I got really, really clear on were two things, Tyson. One was my level of energy. So it wasn't about time management. It was truly our productivity, which was my topic of choice, right? But it was really about me managing my energy. When I had energy, I could do stuff and I could work or, uh, you know, visit with friends and, and do my mastermind. I was involved in a mastermind at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, when I didn't have energy, I really, really needed to pull back, right, and relax and rest. Um, and the second thing that really um, helped me understand was, and I put it in my book, um, This it's 6 a.m. and I'm already behind book, and it's five words. And the five words are, what matters most right now? Mm-hmm. And it was really the truly the true understanding of priority. What do I need to put my energy on right now? And uh, and that you know was huge in terms of my getting through that period of time, coming out of it cancer free now, which is awesome. Congratulations! And, yeah, but it, it you know it truly was one of those things that dang uh, you know it's an, an unexpected event. And the mm-hmm. reality is we all have unexpected events that hit us, either a loss of a loved one, loss of a relationship, um, or, you know, a potentially life-threatening disease um, that you have to figure out. So a couple of things I want to unpack it in that a little bit. Um, You you, you talked about being in your story, and I guess the beginning of your cancer journey is you wanted to put this facade up. Why why was that? Did you ever think through that? 
Yeah, the, well, <laughs> I, you know, I think when you're a speaker and when you're, you know, constantly putting yourself out there networking and let's call it your, I call myself the humble hustler. I'm hustling, if you will, in a good way for business and it's me. I'm doing business development. Mm-hmm. And if, and I'm also responsible for my livelihood to bring mm-hmm. in the dollars. Yeah. So the facade was, you know, and I've seen this over and over where, oh, don't hire, don't hire her. Don't put her on stage. You know, she's got cancer. Mm-hmm. Don't know if she's going to be feeling okay when we book her six yeah. months from now. Right. Or, you know, it, it's just that whole and I hate to say it, but there's still a stigma about right. somebody who gets ill that, you know, like people kind of begin to back away. Mm. And I didn't want that to happen. I was like, right. no, I want to be still front and center and, and mm-hmm. you know, doing the business. And, but, you know, it, it was that, and that was really kind of the, the facade part of it, if you will. Mm. Um, having a conversation with my two kids as to, hey, you guys, here's the status of mom. That mm. was a very, very hard conversation. It's funny that you, I, I hear, I, I can see how that, that people would, would, would be hesitant or shy to book you or whatever. Like funny, the, my first thought is like, let's get this lady. Like if she can get on this stage and she's got cancer, ain't shit you people in this audience can't be doing. You know, I, I, I find that empowering <laughs> in a way, you know? I didn't think about it. You're right. You're right. Exactly. It's like, yeah, if she can do it, you all can do it. What yeah, do you want to you know, Are you yeah. slackers or what? You know? Yeah, you, you sprained ankles, nothing. Let's go. Like, this is nothing, right. you know? Yeah. And that's, what, yeah. that's funny. That's the way I thought of it. I see that being a problem. Yeah, I can see, especially it sounds like this was kind of young in your business in, in the time. Yes. So it was, you know, I was maybe four, you know, three, four years into the business, if you will. And, yeah, so uh, very, yeah, very young, still a lot of susceptibility there to, to revenue. I can see that. And then I guess the second thing that interests me with that story is, is energy. Like what, what did you do to, to get it? Could you, could you figure out what was zapping it from you? How did you handle that? So for me, and and again, everybody's chemo protocol is different and treatments are different, but, you know, I was able to kind of figure out a pattern, you know, that Mm -hmm. I'd get the chemo treatment, I'd get the white blood shot, you know, shortly after that to build the white blood count Mm -hmm. and I would have no energy. And it was about, you know, seven to nine days where I was just, you know, not very functional, if you will. Uh, And, and you know, but then, you know, I had 12 days that were good. So it was like, I knew when those 12 days were coming, like, okay, just, but you know, it was a, a, I could create a little bit of a pattern going, if you Mm -hmm. will. But overall for, you know, anybody going through, you know, that type of situation, um, even in, health conditions for many people, it does affect your energy. And, and so you've got to, and so part of that is I'm a morning person. Mm -hmm. I have more energy when I wake up uh, in the evening, you know, or late afternoon, uh, or even, even to this day, booking me in the evening to do an evening event, if you Mm -hmm. will, I'm not top of my game versus you book me in the morning, nine, 10 o'clock, something like that, man, I'm on it. I've got the A game going. So it, it a, still persists. Okay. Yeah. It, so that's a residual thing from your cancer treatment and that whole. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I see. I see. Yeah. But yeah. That's not, it's good that you've spent the time to think through that and, and analyze, you know, I can, I can just kind of envision it now. You're like uh, cancer treatments on Monday. I got 10 days. I'm down 12 days. My schedule is going to be packed. And then I'm going to wind that yeah. down and just kind of go through that. Is that how it kind of went? And it is exactly how yeah. it went is exactly how it went. Um, but, you know, but even, you know, yes. <laughs> And, 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 you know, you're, you're trying, it, you know, the self-talk during that period of time was pretty incredible as well. It's like, you know, you got this, you can do it, yeah. you know, and, and, uh, and having a good, you know, a good 
attitude about it. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. I mean, it's not, yeah, I, I make imagine. light of it and I'm laughing about it, but it was not really a laughing matter. It was very intentional, right. if you will. But, right. Well, yeah. what, what was that self-talk like? What were the couple of things that just really kept you on track and didn't allow you to spiral down or just kind of give up or whatever it was? Part, and part of that is who's around you and mm-hmm. who's, you know, who's, um, it was amazing. The people that showed up were people, not people that I had thought would show up and, you know, some that I thought would didn't, and that's okay. But it, you know, so it's those people around you that kind of help you. Um, I did a lot of positive reading, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, I connected with some people on Facebook that were kind of going through the same thing at the okay. same time. Yeah. So, I mean, it, to me, it's really all about relationships and connections. Yeah. Build, building that community around you. What yep. was, what was a, uh, a technique or something like that? People could kind of implement that to, to help, cultivate those people around them if they're in maybe not necessarily just cancer but in that tough time like you have some tricks for that or what things you use well you know there's some people on facebook that will share a lot you know on facebook right Mm -hmm. for the public to read and or friends um i'm kind of one of those that i share through facebook messenger so i that was my technique was really reaching out and you know kind of private one-on-one so let's Mm -hmm. say i see that you're going through something similar to me Mm -hmm. i may not know you but i know you through your posts or whatever Mm -hmm. um so it's a vulnerable vulnerable first step for me to reach out and say hey tyson this is kind of me this is what i'm going through i kind of see you're going through the same thing you know hey could we connect Mm -hmm. and it might even be through just online Mm -hmm. or it could be hey here's my phone number are you open to talking by phone kind of thing. Okay. Um, and, and, and just, you know, at the just pure human level that, and that mm-hmm. was one thing that really truly did help. Um, and, and again, it was, uh, you're vulnerable. You already know you're vulnerable when right. you're in that situation, but it's even one step further on vulnerability to reach out and say, Hey, you know what? I could use a little bit of positive self-talk. What mm-hmm. about you? Let's, let's catch up with one another. So. So are you just kind of hanging around well, cancer groups, friend groups, peer groups, and then just, you know, looking for what people are saying and just jumping in? Yeah, absolutely. Just commenting or, or private messaging. Right, right, right. Oh, that's good. I like that. Um, that's the thing that's a, the, the one good thing about the internet and social media and all these types of things is, is these opportunities to reach out to people. And, you know, especially if you, you feel some, you know, something, you know, you're, you're scared or you're lonely or you're not a people person, whatever, it's easy to to sit behind a computer or your phone and, and have these conversations with people, whether it's, you know, you're getting the, the advice or the help or you're giving it to it's It's really opened up our communities in a, in a way that never has been before. Right. And you, I, I, the way I look at it is you can find those kindred spirits. If mm-hmm. you, you know, again, I think there's, there's some weird stuff out there as well, but yeah. I mean, if, you know, if you were to, you know, look up, you know, if I had reached out to you, you know, what are you going to do? You're probably going to either look at, uh, you're going to Google my name. You're going to look mm-hmm. and see if I've got a website. You're going to look at my LinkedIn. You're yeah. going to, you know, you're going to vet it a little bit before mm-hmm. you kind of maybe jump back in too, especially, right. or let's say I reached out to you and you were a friend of a friend kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, there are people out there that can help us kind of be, feel some more supported, right? What, did you struggle with uh, maybe coming out of your shell or kind of talking to people you didn't know about these kind of things? 
Yeah, I did. You know, and I will tell you, there were there were some uh, people had suggested to go to cancer support groups uh, mm-hmm. locally, and it was you know it for me it was I didn't want to do that. You know what yeah. I mean? I, I just I didn't want to dedicate the time and or the energy to that because um, yeah. one of the things that I found <laughs> when you're in that kind of situation where you have cancer, mm-hmm. here's what happens, Tyson. It's crazy. You get all these stories and people like, oh yeah, I got to tell you, my aunt had the same thing and you know but she died <laughs> and, and they're like okay so like there's a period of time where you really don't want to hear other people's I'm going to call it cancer stories yeah. if you will because sometimes those endings are not what you want to hear right 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 <laughs> like, people are like, thinking like, that no I'm hoping I stay you know that yeah, I'm here right, right. but it, it, so it's like you're like I don't want to go down that road kind of thing but so I look for more for people that were you know very positive and mm-hmm. that, you know were I'm going to call it more resilient. They yeah. they accepted where they were, but it was they were resilient. But it's like, uh, in fact, I had one friend that she was, uh, she was a really crazy lady, and she had stage four pancreatic cancer. She said, Ooh. Lauren, when you go in for your cancer treatments and you get the infusion, you know, you're in this chair for six hours. Mm-hmm. She said, take noise canceling headphones. And I said, what? She's, and I said, what, to listen to music? She goes, yeah, take the take your music too. I said, but she said, there may be conversations around you that you don't want to hear. Mm. And what you do is you just put the headphones on and you're good. And I was like, oh my God, that was a blessing. <laughs> is, is there, is that environment more negative than, than, than neutral maybe? It's a little bit of both. It's, you know, it's, it's negative, it's positive, it's neutral. You know, it's kind of what you make it or what you tune, you know, yeah. you know I always say, you know, you put your force fields up like, Whoo! You know? yeah. uh, it's like, okay, now nah, I don't need to hear that. Cause again, what, as we were talking about earlier, we manage our own self-talk. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's nobody else to manage it. What's going on inside our heads, but us. Yeah. And if we start yeah. listening to some other stuff, it's like, nah, I don't need to be listening to that right now. Right, 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 right. I, I can imagine. Um, one thing I always hear, I, I've never, I don't know anybody personally that has had cancer and nobody in my family, um, but I always hear, it's the best thing that ever happened to me. And, it, and you hear that and you're just like, something's wrong in your brain. It, does that, do you feel that way? Is that something you experienced? Maybe not to that exact level, but somewhere in that range? Somewhere in that range, because here's where it helped me was I got really, really clear about, again, what matters most right now, Mm -hmm. what matters to me. And it was, you know, afterwards, it was a lot easier for me to distance myself from, let's call it the energy drainers, the time suckers, the drama mamas. It's Mm -hmm. like, nah, I don't, you know, I just, I don't have time for that, if you will. Um, And so it helped. Um, I think, on the flip side, though, you know, you always have the health concerns of yeah. when might it come back or what mm-hmm. else has it affected in my body? Has mm-hmm. it aged me more than, you know, my actual years? You don't know yeah. that, right? Right, and, right? But, but yeah, but, you know, it, it was truly a wake-up call, that's for sure. And uh, I have a, a great um, uh, affinity for people that are, you know, in the midst of it right now going through treatment mm-hmm. or who are also survivors as well. I mean, it's not something you would obviously wish on anyone, right? No, yeah, no, definitely not, right? Yeah, de- yep. uh, yeah, not even your worst enemy. That's not fun. Um, what, what, what is some some techniques or some ways you, you, you use or you found to help you get away from these trivial things that you, you noticed that were really sucking 
life from your yeah part of it you know i just distanced myself um it it you know it would be um you know you meet somebody at a networking event and they you know you could tell that they're just a either a uh not let's say your type of people or mm-hmm. or not your tribe is probably a better word to use um or uh just you know, I'm a perpetual optimist, mm-hmm. and as optimists, we know we can clearly spot the perpetual pessimists. Right, right, and and yeah. and, and you know, and when you're when you're blazing a trail, I mean, kind of like what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're out there like doing your podcast and doing your thing, mm-hmm. there are people who will come to you. They they want to you know they want to start a podcast or they want to mm-hmm. they don't want to take your time, but they'll take your time, yeah. but then they don't take any action. Right. I mean, you know, you kind of you kind of have to discern and figure out which are those kind of folks. Mm-hmm. And for me, the techniques are just, you know, if you're not serious and committed, I'll help you. But if right. you're not serious and committed to follow through, then, you know, my two to five hours, 10 hours to help you is, is something else is time that I could be doing something more productive, if you will. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I hear that. I, uh, in, early on in, in, in my life career, whatever you want to call it, I, I, I was, I would give you so much of my time thinking like this, just, if I just, if I just do a little more, you're going to start, you're going to, and then now I make people jump through a lot of hoops before I, I'll take right. any of my time with them. Yep. And it, that weeds out so many people and it leaves so much time to do the things and not in a selfish way, but I want to be doing that. I need to be doing that. Right. That's going to help other people go, you know, like they, that, that, you know, that kind of adage, you know, you've got to put your oxygen mask on first. You're not going to help nobody else. If you're that's not right. set and ready to go, if your time is so drained out and that's the thing I drives me crazy all the time. I hear uh, a lot from clients and friends and everybody, you know, I don't have time. You, know, you, you do. You, if you sat down and looked at all the crap you do all day long, there's a lot of nonsense in there. And to, 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 weed that out and get rid of a lot of that, you really free up a lot of things you can be doing. Absolutely. And, and you know, the w- one thing that I uh, used to say to myself was that if I care more about you starting X than mm-hmm. you care, then that that's the wrong balance here, right? Yeah, right, right. Or I care, you know, I do business consulting and coaching. Mm-hmm. If I care more about your business than you're willing to put forth, then that's not good, you know, because yeah. this is your deal, not mine, right? But exactly, you, it you have to you have to figure that out because, and it's not selfish. It's yeah. you know, it's like how do we how do you and I impact more people mm-hmm. is by being very careful with our time and where we we um, put forth our information, our gift, our genius, mm-hmm. if you will. Yeah, no, I, I I've gotten that feedback though. Like, oh, you're just all about yourself, and like, it's not that like. You just aren't going to do this. I'm tired of spinning my wheels. I've got to move on to something else. And, you know, right. I, I've seen it so many times, you know, like, like that is the thing I, I get, I get so involved with these, these businesses and these people and, and these things. And it's like, come on, let's go. Like, I, you know, I want to see you see how I'm saying they're like, well, there's this thing I was at last night. And it's like, uh, I mean, I worked with this one client. I mean, it was three or four months before he was supposed to open and it was like two or three weeks before it opens. Like, oh, I got to do all this stuff. I'm like, dude, we had this conversation four months ago. You've done nothing since then. And it's like, now he's like pressing me. I'm like, I don't think so. Like, yeah, like you was way more important for you to go skiing and all this stuff. Like he was like this bucket list of stuff he wanted to do before he started his business. And it was like the weirdest thing I've ever seen. And I, it was hard for me to cut ties because I was really invested in, in his vision and what he was trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. I, I get that. Totally. I get that. Yep. <laughs> 
how did you kind of, I kind of want to track back to this. Um, I'm, I'm very interested in cutting people out of life. I know that sounds weird, but, um, how did you, how did you tackle like close or, or maybe not so close friends, family, you know, parsing out the ones that, um, maybe you only want to see on the holidays for a short amount of time or something along those lines. Yeah. I think, um, what I found was it really boiled down to picking the right words. Because mm-hmm. if I already knew my intention and that I wanted to pull back, mm-hmm. I needed to find the right words to say to that individual and, you know, honor them, still, you know, honor them, mm-hmm. preserve the dignity. But it's kind of like, uh, you know, you wanted to get together for seven days. Uh, but in reality, um, how about we you know, get together for three days. I think that would be more uh, uh, productive for both you and I type Mm -hmm. thing. And, you know, say not saying that, you know, after the fourth day through the seventh day, I would be driving, you know, up the wall, if you will. Mm -hmm. It was just saying, Hey, I think it would be better if we did that. And, and, and again, finding the right words that, you know, didn't really cut them to the quick because that doesn't Mm -hmm. really do anything either. Oh yeah. right? Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, there, you can be too honest, but yeah. you also can be, uh, you know, honest and intentional with your words and be um, fair, if you will. Yeah. Right? I'm, the, I'm the too honest guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I get myself in a lot of trouble. And I, I, uh, I, 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 I'm trying to like, I'm trying to help you. Like, listen, this is not happening. Like, please just, just go move on with your life, move on with stuff. And it's just like, oh, you're a dick. And I'm like, no, I, I'm, hel- I'm really helping you because you're going to waste a lot of time and I don't care. And I just want to tell you that now and just please, I wish you the best and sincerely just move on. And it's like, I yeah. get that so much. Yes. Well, and you know, the words that I found, you know, so we all have our, our we find our words or our phrases that work for us. Right. Mm-hmm. So one of the phrases I used was, you know, that doesn't really work for me. Mm-hmm. Meaning, you know, if you know, like, let's get together for seven days or, you know, let's, you know, let's, let's set up a every Friday, let's have coffee mm-hmm. and do a masterminding or, or code for Lauren, let me pick your brain rather than yeah. pay for you for yeah. your, your expertise. <laughs> That's like, for free over here. Yeah. 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 It's like, yeah. And then, so it was like, then, so my phrase was, yeah, or is, you know, I got to, uh, that doesn't really work for me. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, I'm, I'm willing to meet with you for coffee, but if in fact we're really working on your business, mm-hmm. then we kind of go on the clock. Yeah, right, right, so right. That's right. A, you know, so it, it, and so code four on that is like, okay, if you really do, you want to hire me and you want me to work with you on your business? Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm all in. But you know, free coffee <laughs> for you know every Friday at eight a.m. Eh, and that doesn't work for me. No, it's, yeah, not worth the six bucks. Not happening. <laughs> yeah, something I've been using lately. I found it really kind of helps, and, and I think what it does more than anything weeds out a lot of people is I just I'm, I'm not taking meetings right now. I'm just. It's not yep. as it were, yeah, I'm happy to chat with you here, whatever um, email or it's usually email or LinkedIn. I kind of try to limit my conversations there. Um, yes. and, yeah. and if you really want something, to, you have something to say, they will message me back nine out of 10 times. They want to set up this meeting so they can pitch me something, but they're pretending like, you know, and it's like, it really weeds a lot of stuff. It's like, I'm just not taking meetings right now. And it really helps a lot. And right. it's just protecting that time. People you know, if I walk by you on the street and I stole a hundred bucks from you, you know, we'd all throw a fit. But if I took an hour of your time, nobody would have nothing to say about it. I know. I know. I know. And it's like, and what that tells you about those individuals <laughs> is that they don't value their time. Right. 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 Um, yeah. Uh, I, you know, I do uh, speaking 
paid speaking engagements and I do some free and, and I will get to my limit where I've done enough free and I will say, you know, I'm not doing any free uh, gigs uh, for, you know, the next few months, you know, let's touch right. base back, yeah, you know, three months from now or something like that. There's, and so really the message here is really, it goes back to using the words that you're comfortable with that state your position. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah, that's the thing is figuring that out. Run through right. a few scenarios, get gauge some feedback, stay true to yourself um, yep. and, and, and don't fall victim to that peer pressure type thing. It's OK to say no. We've got to we got to learn a lot, uh, learn to say no a lot more often than we a lot of us do. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Because and, and, you know, that's exactly one of the premises that's in my productivity book and my workshops is that when you want to say no and what the words that come out of your mouth are yes and then (laughs) you have that little voice i say it's the person that's sitting on my shoulder or in my ear that's like why did you just say yes when you really wanted to say you know like that Mm -hmm. you know that that uh, self-talk person that like starts yammering Mm -hmm. at you um it's like when that starts happening you know you need to pull that yes back Mm -hmm. and say you know what wait a minute before i say yes let me get back let me look at my calendar let Mm -hmm. me get back to you let me think about this and then you come back and say you know that doesn't really work for me (laughs) yeah you know i find myself doing is uh, i'll commit to something and and then you know at three six months out i'm i try not to to, to do that too often, but you know, three months out and it's like, I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I think I'm okay with that. And then two weeks before I'm like, why did I say yes to that thing? Like, I never really wanted to do this. Do you have any way to help me with that? <laughs> <laughs> well, he, well, here's the challenge, Tyson. Here's what happens is when we think it's three to six months out, you're like, oh yeah, I could do that. No problem mm-hmm. time-wise. And then when you get to that stage of that time, the three to six months out, when it's really there in front of you, mm-hmm. you know, your calendar's full, you're running yeah. full out and you're like, you don't have time for that. Right. Right. Um, and so, so again, so one way to do that would be to say that, you know, I generally don't book three to six months out. Mm. Um, check in with me a couple months beforehand, and let's see what my calendar looks like at that time. Because the trick we play with ourselves is the fact that we think, you know, three to six months out. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, off time. I'll, I'll be I'll, I'll be wide open. I'll have capacity yeah, right. and or energy for it. Right, right. But you know, you know, between now and then, a lot could happen in your life mm-hmm. that might you might have a huge opportunity that's all consuming. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so the, you know, the, the technique that I teach on that is really just say, Hey, you know what? I really don't know that I can commit fully mm. three to six months out, check back with me and, you know, kind of figure out the, the month, the name of the month and just mm. say, why don't you just touch base back with me in February and let's talk then. And oftentimes they'll go away, meaning, or, mm. you know, if they're really serious about you yeah. doing that for them, they'll come back in February, but most will yeah. not. <laughs> I like that. That's a good, I'll have to, um, I'll have to implement that. I guess I, I think it reminded me of, I think it's Warren Buffett that he only does something like the next day. Like, so if you want to talk to him tomorrow, you've got to call him today. Do you have time tomorrow at nine to talk? And, and that's the only way you can get an appointment on his calendar. And the deal is because he knows his capacity of time for that day. Right, 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 right. Versus, yeah, yeah. yeah in six months, I'm like, uh, I have nothing on my calendar, but a dentist appointment. So this is great. <laughs> like I got lots of time. <laughs> Yeah. But in the meantime, life happens during those six months. And trust me, your calendar likely will be full of things that you want to do during that period of time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Probably things you should probably be doing instead. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. So, um, 
one of the we were talking to you before and, and stuff like that, one of the most wonderful things I think that came out of your your cancer thing, other than you've survived and you're alive and thriving, is, is this is this card thing you did. Can you talk us through that? Oh my gosh, this was crazy. So the way to set it up here and explain it is that it truly was a personal project Mm -hmm. that became a business. Like what? How does that happen? So I had this personal project to send out 20 cards a week to people who mattered to me. Mm-hmm. And um, my my little, as we were talking about, you know, like my six week challenge was right. I wanted to do it for like six weeks, like 30 days, six weeks and do it 20, 20 cards a week. Could I be disciplined enough to do it? Did I know to 120 people to do it? Yeah. And so I bought the cards and uh, I sent them out and um, the card that I designed, it was a simple, you matter to me in calligraphy. And mm-hmm. it had a little heart, a red heart after it on decent stock in, you know, and inside it was blank. So mm-hmm. I wrote, hand wrote, um, heartfelt words to these individuals, people that I knew, friends, family, uh, just close acquaintances, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. What I did not expect, Tyson, was the response back. I mean, I started getting calls. I started mm-hmm. getting texts. I started getting cards back myself. And, oh. and I was like, what? You know, and, but it was it was like the supreme connection, meaning it was really, they were like, it was unexpected. So yeah. they didn't, this was like in March or April of this year. Mm-hmm. They're like, you know, it wasn't around a holiday or their birthday or anything like right, that. Right. And, uh, and so it was like, wow, you know, first of all, I was like, Lauren, are you okay? You know, like, no, I'm okay. And, yeah. But, you know, in my mind, my intent was if I leave this earth tomorrow mm-hmm. and I'm not planning to, but if I do, right. There's certain people in my life that I wanted them to know they mattered to me. Mm-hmm. Now, some of them I truly loved, and I right. put, would put that in the words, right? But there's some people who were just, hey, we were coworkers, mm-hmm. there were bosses, there were mentors, they were on this list. And mm-hmm. I did have an Excel spreadsheet of who I sent them to because <laughs> I wouldn't remember, you know, chemo right. brain, I wouldn't have remembered, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. I did, so I did write down who, you know, I sent them to. And, but it was, I didn't write down, you know, I didn't remember all the words I wrote, but it, I sent those out. <clears throat> Then what came back was three questions. One was, Lauren, where can I buy these cards? Mm. I'm like, hmm. Second question was, I have a retail store. I'd like to sell these cards in my store. And I I think, you know, most of these 120 people know I'm pretty enterprising and an entrepreneur. So they probably (laughs) figured that I I already had started the business, which I had not. It was just a personal (laughs) project, right? Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so the third question was, hey, if you have these cards could you ship me 20 a month and i said kind of like bark box you know where you open <laughs> yeah, it up you know, you're like hell it is like here's some you matter to me stuff yeah. and so i'm like oh my gosh so i started thinking about this so i was like okay there might be a little business here mm-hmm. so and there was and so in july i began working with my graphic artist um graphic designer uh, and uh, my web designer mm-hmm. and i said you know let's throw up a uh, a website, you know, simple five pages, you know, here's the tabs. I can do some blogs. I can write a couple of eBooks mm-hmm. and, you know, let's feature the cards um, and the graphic designer. She helped me find, you know, the vendor and, and all of that to buy the cards and, to, you know, kind of be in business mm-hmm. um, along with that. What I did Tyson was I then expanded the circle and here's the reality. We all have a circle of people. We know we just don't right. think about how big it is, but it is, it's big generally mm-hmm. if yeah. we're out there as entrepreneurs right. or even, you know, just anybody. Um, so I sent out, you know, a marketing letter 
And I'm just, it was just kind of an update on Lauren. Here's a letter. Here's a blank card. And this is what I'm doing. And oh, by the way, here's the website. Um, and from that, and that was the end of August. So mm-hmm. right now we're kind of in the middle of November right. and almost at the end of November. So we're about three months into it for September, October, and November. And I've recouped the investment. Um, I've awesome. sold thousands of cards. And um, and it, it to me, it's just one of those things. You put it out there and people that want to send out cards that matter to, to those that matter to them are going to mm-hmm. do it. Some people get it. Some people look at it and like, oh, that's nice. And they kind of move on. Yeah, yeah. Long, I did something. answer to your question. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I, I love the story. And it's a great little thing. And those are, those are always like, I think the best little businesses that come out of these passion projects is nothing you expected, nothing from it. You didn't sit around brainstorming of how can I make a million dollars this weekend? And it just, it was just something that people just gravitated towards. Uh, I did something similar. Um, I was doing a challenge and part one of the challenges was to send out thank you cards. And I was like, nah, I was not having that. I was like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm just going to skip this challenge. And of course I'm like, well, this is making me uncomfortable. I got to go do this. And I must have sat on that for months. And I, one, you know, I put it on my calendar to go, go get some cards. And I pushed that back a few weeks, maybe a month or so. And then I finally go get some thank you cards. I spent whole God knows how much time debating that. I get the thank you cards and I sent them on my desk and they sat there for probably, I don't know how many weeks. So I was like, you know, I got I just got to stop this and just get over this crap. And I just, I just, I just got, a, um, I just got 10 people, friends, family and stuff. And, and they're just thank you cards. And, and so I just, you know, thank you for being a friend. Thank you for being my brother. Thank you for being whatever. And I just wrote something just real quick, you know, I, I, you know, put them in an envelope. Maybe cost me five bucks. Maybe to send everything out and not even an hour of my time. And the messages I got back were just amazing. I mean, I mean, you know, it was, you know, hey, thanks, whatever, you know, I appreciate it. Uh, you know, to this really, like, you don't believe the crappy weeks I've been having and just to know you're thinking about me and you're out there. And it's just like, dang, like, wow. Like I never, ever would have thought of that. Um, like I said, it, it took me, 15, 20 minutes maybe to just brighten up 10 people's days in such an unexpected way. Yes, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. And, and it's like, how then can we discipline ourselves to just do it on a routine basis? Because mm-hmm. the reality is we run across people on a day-to-day basis yeah. that we could think that mm-hmm. treated us well, took care of us. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, the barista where we get our coffee, she's always there, always pot, you know, that kind right. of, we just don't think about it. Um, one of the guys that I know, he did it. Uh, uh, he did a thank you note project and he had some thank you notes and he flew from Dallas just somewhere mm-hmm. and he walked up past the pilots you know when you're getting off the plane yeah and you're like you know thank you for you know the flight you know whatever and he handed both of these pilots a little thank you note wow. and 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 the pilot was like we've never gotten that before wow. <laughs> but but you know you just it's like it's such a simple act of kindness yeah. at the human level mm-hmm. that dang you know we got it. It is. It's like I get people to say, "Oh, well, yeah, but you know, Lauren, it's so old-fashioned, right?" And I was like, "Okay, well, first of all, I'm a bit old, so you know, sorry, it kind of fits, right?" But it, but it was kind of like, but it's not. It's 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 it 
adds to all the other things that we do, be it Facebook Messenger, we reach out to somebody, we connect. LinkedIn, we connect with them. It's just a different way of connecting. Yeah. Um, you'll be glad to know since we last talked, I have been speaking. I actually added a couple of keynotes to awesome. my little repertoire. And the title of it is um, The Art of Connecting with Those Who Matter. Awesome. Yeah. And, you know, it's, and, and I'll tell you, when I've done it, uh, I had this one group of women recently, it was about two or three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And this one woman started crying because I'm talking. And I'm like, I am not trying to get you to cry. But it was, I, I was just talking about, are there some people in our lives that we need to reconnect with that we haven't, we've thought about, they're on our mind. Yeah. And back to our earlier conversation, maybe we distanced from one another mm-hmm. and, you know, time has passed yeah. and, you know, maybe we need to reconnect with that person. So whatever I was saying, trigger her to think about this one person and then just tears. Start, and I'm like, Oh my, you know, but it was like, we all have that in our lives, mm-hmm. right. At the basic level. Right? Yeah. Right. Definitely. Yeah, and, yeah. and I think the the power in, in these, in these cards and mailing something and, and handwriting it, it, it cuts through all the noise and, and it, and it lets people know that you took, a little extra time um, to, to sit there and handwrite it, put a stamp on it, mail it out versus, you know, half auto predicting your sentence anyway, you know, AI driven notes. Uh, I think there's something to that. There's some power there. And, Well, and and, and I think at a deeper level, if I could rephrase what you're saying, because I think this is a powerful point is that the relationship that I have with you was worth my effort to put the words on the paper. Mm-hmm. Because if I, you know, I, you know, like I couldn't send to you unless I knew you. Now mm-hmm. I do, but right. you know, a you matter to me with a little heart on the end. Mm-hmm. I couldn't send that to you unless you and I really did have a relationship, right. Right. you know, right. at a human level, right? Um, and so it kind of sorts things out. Or a thank you. I mean, you're not going to send a thank you to somebody who you don't have any words to say or to thank them for. Right. Um, and so it just really the the thing that it kind of cuts through all of it is just say saying the relationship I have with you, um, it's worth the effort that I took, and I'm I would I'm happy to do that effort. Definitely, yeah, I I love it. I love that little thing you have going on. Um, have you had any luck bringing this? I know you're t- we're talking about spreading this a little bit more into the um, into the cancer realm and stuff. Have you had any luck with that yet? I have not uh, totally. I've had. I'm, I'm making some strides, making some contacts to getting into that. Um, my my mission for 2020 is, and it's a big mission, but I and I won't quite fulfill it, but I'll I'll get there. Uh, partly, uh, part of the way is I would love to have these cards in every oncology clinic in this country, um, so that those cancer patients who are sitting there thinking about, am I going to make it or not, that uh, gives them the opportunity to take those cards and just write them out to the people who matter to them, and um, and let them you know just access them for free. So either I need the oncology clinic to buy them or a sponsorship. And so just, uh, I'm, I'm working on it, which is, you know, it's got, it's, as you know, when you started the podcast, Tyson, you had an idea and you had a thought and what you wanted to do. And this is that for me. So it, we all start with a thought and idea and then, you know, we've got to execute on it. Right. Um, yeah. But it's got to start with the, the dream, the idea the thought before we can take action. You know, I'd like to, I'd like to take some action on this. I'd like to donate, sponsor a hundred dollars worth of cards for you to go out and give to somebody. 
Well, thank you. I will take that. I will yeah, take that. We'll, we'll Absolutely. Get, out, get, get offline and we'll, we'll set that up. Okay. Awesome. I appreciate that. That's awesome. Yeah, no problem. Uh, I, I, I love what you're doing. I think, like I said, there's a lot of power there and I never, I never realized it until recently. And I'd like to, I think we can keep spreading this and I think it's going to be great, especially people in that position of that moment of unexpected life reflection that's just happened upon you just to yes. reach out to people. Maybe it is your last moment. You know, a lot of us, you know, even though we are healthy and maybe not going through that today can be your last day too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, a lot right, of people right. don't wake up every day. Um, and you never know. And we gotta, we gotta keep that in mind, you know, the things we do, the, the things we say, um, and just live in that way of, you know, this could be my last day. Like, how am I going to live? How am I going to do? Am I going to tell the people I love and care about, you know, that. Right. And it really just, it just the spreading of the love and kindness. And so whether it's a thank you card, whether it's my card, whether it's another card, just a blank note card, you know, just that um, it, it's a standout factor for individuals to do that. And ultimately when you do it, you do become known. You know, I mean, the people that you sent the thank you cards to, they're probably not going to forget that. No, I don't think so. No, yeah. no. It's made an impression on me. I, I, I wasn't even trying to do that. Yeah, right. Because you touched them, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But it was the feedback that you got. Yes. And it was sincere. You were, sincere. Right. you were really sincere about it. So, so I appreciate you bringing that up and giving me the opportunity to talk about it. That, definitely. I Like I said, I just love what's going on. And I found the power in it. And I love that you have the ability to push that forward. What else unexpected thing has come from this that you didn't, you could never have foreseen? Um, I would say the, it's a great question. I, I would say the ability to have a deeper connection with someone than what I had expected because mm. it, it opened the door to do that. Meaning, you know, and, and I would say sometimes we have in life, I call them surfacey conversations mm -hmm. and they're okay. That's how we get by and Hey, how are you doing? How was, what, how was your weekend? Did you like the game? You know, it's very surfacey stuff, mm -hmm. but ultimately there's times where we do need to have a deeper conversation. And so I think there's people that have, um, I've connected with mm -hmm. in a deeper way than what I had actually ever thought could happen. And to me, that just kind of fills my soul, feeds my soul, if you will. Uh, and it just, it, a source of inner uh, energy, inner motivation. Uh, and I don't know, it just, it, I think that was, that was kind of the unexpected, I didn't realize that it would go as deep as it would. And it's a great conversation starter as well as I meet people and talk to people. So it's kind of cool from that standpoint. Um, and, and, you know, here's the crazy thing was uh, I found different now, now that they're out there, now that people are buying them, they're coming back to me and telling, well, here's how I use them. Oh. And, you know, and I love that because, you know, how, yeah. you know, accumulating those stories. And uh, this one guy that I had worked with years ago, he's in South, uh, he's in South Jersey and he bought a whole bunch of them. And he, and I, I knew that he wasn't going to be writing these cards. So I said, well, what are you going to be using them for? Yeah. And he said, you know, I, bought them so that I could donate them to my pastor at my church because we have some amazing volunteers who do extraordinary things for the church. And I just want this pastor to have these at his fingertips so that he can, and as you said, it doesn't take very long, write them out and hand them to those volunteers. And I'm like, you know, like it's like stories like that. are like, yeah. oh, that's awesome. 
<laughs> that's amazing. And that's one of the things that you just never could dream up. You can right. never market them and push it that way. And it's, ah, oh, it's just, it's just so beautiful. I just love this story. I don't know why it's just something, there's something, something visceral about this. I just love it. Um, I was going to ask you something else and I, Totally forgot. Well, it feeds us at the, it's it feeds us at the basic level. I mean, it's like, you know, it's not it's it's uh it's just a feel good story, I guess, type thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What what's some what's some good ways people can can start to build these deeper connections? You know, like that that first step from the hi hello how are you doing to to, to taking that next step into a deeper relationship. Well, first of all, I think it's you know you've got to you have to have an idea as to who is. In, uh, let's call it in your circles, if you will. And this is part of my keynote. And what I talk about it is we have that really close inner circle. We have that one person who's our, our rock that we, you know, spouse, best friend, whatever, whoever that might be. But we have an inner circle of maybe, I don't know, eight to 12 people, something mm-hmm. like that. Just really good friends. They know you, they love you. Um, and, you know, the next level of circle, you know, maybe another, you know, 15, 20 people. I, I say they know your story. They know your stuff, yeah. code for another word, right? Um, and they know your heart, right? Um, and then, you know, if you move out from, the, you know, the or acquaintances from there, you know, they might be your, what I call your 2 p.m. friends. Somebody <laughs> call it 2 p.m. and, yeah, yeah, hey, let's go, you know, grab lunch or a beer or, you know, a yeah. cup of coffee or whatever. Um, but that inner circle, those are the 2 a.m. friends or, or mm-hmm. family, right? Um, and so it's like knowing who's, what circle, who's in what circle, if you will, first, mm-hmm. but then in Intentionally, I think you've got to be vulnerable enough to say, you know, it's been a while since I've really had a deep conversation connection with person X. Mm-hmm. And I think it's intentionality. I think it's that's the word of just saying, you know, next time that I see Tyson, I need to just, you know, I need to be vulnerable enough myself mm-hmm. where I open up to him and I know you know, based on our years of history, used to work mm-hmm. together, you know, whatever, that, yeah. you know, at least you know that when we walk away from that interaction, that we've had a deep human conversation. And it's got to be genuine, I imagine, too, right? I mean, you can't yeah. force that That's or right. fake that through. No, no. But I think you, you have to decide for yourself because yeah. that other person is not, you know, they're not, they may or may not do it. But mm-hmm. if I, I believe that once one person opens up, to the other person, yeah. generally it's reciprocity kind of comes back, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, no, yeah. definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, are you into habits and routines? Is it something you, you're into? Yeah, I am. Yeah. I've got some. Yeah, I, I, I do some, but there's some like, I wish I was a little bit more disciplined to do more. <laughs> do, do, is there um, maybe a, a, a morning a morning thing you do like a, maybe a, a little setup you you get into a little thing you ritual you do before you get to working or anything like that I do that I do that so in the mornings I generally will write and I generally will read um, okay. so I'm a big reader and I as you can see by the books behind me yeah uh, that, that's just a small uh, but I you know I what feeds my soul in the morning truly is coffee getting some coffee and but then I like to write. And I write a bit and, you know, it could be journaling or it could be, you know, something that's on my mind. Mm-hmm. My mind's pretty clear at that point. Yeah. And then I do like to read a little, you know, and again, some uplifting yeah. or whatever, you know, self-help or whatever it might be. Whatever. Yeah. What, what's uh, your ritual? What's your ritual? Uh, I like to get up in, in the morning and I, I like to meander for a bit. And then um, <laughs> that's a good word. Yeah. I just I don't know. 
I like, I get up at six and I kind of just, I sit around for a little bit. Um, and then I, you know, I'd kind of start, I don't know, maybe it takes me like 15 minutes to just kind of like all these things popping in, going through my head. Uh, and I go, uh, I get some coffee and then, um, I'll, I'll usually read some things and then I'll meditate and, and then kind of just get my, that kind of gets my day going maybe about two hours in the morning. I just really keep to myself and just the things I want to be doing. And before I kind of go off and do my things. And you know what, here's my thinking on that Tyson. I love your routine. My thinking is, is that if somebody's struggling or having, let's say they're stuck, they're not sure they're, or they're wandering around mm-hmm. in life, a little bit lost, mm-hmm. not sure how to, what's, you know, what's the priorities are to me, the first place to start is to figure out a morning routine that they need to figure out what, what, serves them because if you if you do figure out that routine you stick to it generally you feel good about the day and you kind of get it off onto the right foot and the right right start you know um so if i work with a client that's kind of that's one of the questions that i do ask is what's your morning routine Mm -hmm. Um, because if it's haphazard then we kind of work on that and get yep. a little bit more, uh, and and again, um, there's a uh, gosh, I'm trying to think of the guy's name. Uh, it'll come to me, but he has a, a blog out there called like you know five to seven a.m. and okay. he and he and he believes you know getting up at five. I'm not so much a, a fan of getting up at five. I'm a, a six a.m. person yeah. like you, but it's kind of like. But he was like, take figure out two hours that you know whatever those two hours are. Whenever you have to you know before you have to be at work, um, what what will serve you in those two hours, you know, whether it's working out, meditating, writing, reading, all of that and, and do it. And uh, I think, I think you're right on with the two hours. It really does kind of set the stage for you because yeah, it may it be, the, it may be the only time you get right. of the day, yeah. you know, especially those that have kids, mm-hmm. you know, or older parents or something like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, and that's the thing. And that's, that's part of why I get up at six. Usually um, my kids are still sleeping, Yep. So there's a little bit of that time where it's just quiet. It's pitch black, dark in my room. And it's just like, as soon as I wake up, my brain's just like, it's like a freaking million things are just buzzing through my head. And I just need to take a, <laughs> a break to just sit. And um, a new thing I've been doing also is not turning my phone on. Like I go to bed, I turn my phone off and then it try, I try to at least lately I've been to about an hour before I turn my phone on. And it's usually cause I, my wife's, I'm waiting for my wife to text me because she's she needs me for something, but that's been really really helpful. And and then just just sitting there and kind of just relaxing, and then and then and then then and then they leave, and then that's the there's probably about half an hour, forty five minutes where the kids are around. And but when they leave, that's when I do my meditation and I do my other things. And I just yeah. if I don't if something interrupts that time, it really sets my day up just for failure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hear you. I, I just wander you. around the house and I just want, I work from home. So it's so easy to just get distracted with stuff. But yeah, it's just, if I, if I set that up and I just, just knock those down, the rest of the day just flows. I just knock the to-do list out. It, it's yeah, it's really, it's, and, and, but it's about we earlier protecting that time and, and understanding that time. And um, I hear a lot of people, oh, I don't have time for that. Really you do. Like if you went to bed an hour earlier, you got up an hour earlier, you could get a lot, you get a lot of stuff done. So I have a mantra. My mantra is uh, be intentional, mm-hmm. do less, 
yeah. and live more. But okay. it starts with being intentional. And just yeah. like, you know, it, back to what you were talking about earlier, until you do it, do a seven-day challenge. Can you do, you know, like a couple of hours and set, you know, begin the routine? And yeah. if that seven-day worked out well, do another seven, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But it's like we don't know what we can do until we get intentional about it. Yeah, as my wife, she's been interested lately in, in meditating. And first thing she told me, I don't have 10 minutes for this. Like, then you need a half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and after she realized, like, okay, that was pretty silly that I've, I've and, and then she's been doing, she's like, all right, this is good stuff. Like, I don't know why I've been fighting this all this whole time. And, but yeah, setting that thing and understanding you, you know, it, it, it seems trivial, but it's just like, it's just 10 minutes or whatever. Like I was with my trainer last week and my, he was stretching my leg and it was so sore. And all I could tell myself was I can do this for 30 seconds. It's just 30 seconds. I can do anything for 30 seconds. And just mm -hmm. setting that up in your head and realizing that. You know, and, and what you're doing in that moment is you're really training your brain. Mm -hmm. you, you know, you're training your brain. Like I can do this. I can do yeah. this. And, and you're just taking it in bite-sized pieces. I can do this. And, and eventually then, oh my gosh, it was five minutes, right? In right, 30 yeah. minute, in 30 second increments, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're yeah. building that up, building that, 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 right. that muscle in your brain, building that thing, understanding your limits. Like this hurt. And it's, it's our natural reaction. Like this hurts this, whatever, whatever hurt is for you. And, and you just want to stop. But it's like, yes. can I, can I push through this? Um, like I, I, um, I like to take cold showers and do cold plunges and stuff like that too. And I got my son, he's, he'll be nine in a couple of days and I, I've taught him to do it. And it's like, you can do this for 30 seconds, right? And he's like, well, yeah. And, 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 but teaching him that power of that, like just, just count 10 seconds, yes. you know, and then we can stop. And then next time we can do more. And that really has trained him to have that muscle. Like, yeah, I can do this. It's just 30 seconds, just a minute. And you just keep extrapolating that time out. So it's just an hour. You know, I love that. I love that. It's really fun. Is there any habits that you've added or removed from your, your days or life recently? I think one of the habits that I um, have added is the, um, the just being intentional with my writing and, um, and well, that's one of them. And the second one is, since I really want to spend more time on this card business, mm -hmm. I've taken my five-day work week and I've separated it out so that you know there's a couple of days that are like extreme focus days mm -hmm. on the cards and then extreme focus days on the productivity, consulting, and speaking. So I've kind of separated that out. And it goes back to intentionality because what I was finding was that I was mixing, it was like start, stop, start, stop, mixing it yeah. all together. And, you know, when I do focus days, then it's kind of like if, if an idea pops in my head on the card business, mm -hmm. I, you know, and it's Monday and I wasn't really going to work on that until Wednesday, I just jot it down, put it in the Wednesday, you know, uh, uh, page and mm -hmm. then, you know, deal with it on Wednesday and come back to it rather than get distracted. So that was kind of one of the things that I've added into the calendar. And it's really been working well from that standpoint. So. Yeah, no, I've done, I, I've done something similar recently too, where I, I, I theme, I theme a few days of the week. So uh -huh. like Mondays for me, the theme is learning, you know, whatever courses or challenges or whatever different things I'm doing. Um, and, and what I noticed is I don't feel guilty when I'm, I'm doing that on the, you know, I used to just do that whenever I felt like it. And, and I'm like, Oh, I'm, 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 I'm doing this class now, but I really should be doing, and I would feel guilty about it. And now I'm like, it's Monday. It's learning. It doesn't matter what's happening. As long as there's no fires going on in my email or anything like that, it's just all about learning. That's what I, I do. I can just, as example, Monday, that's just the theme. And 
it's so freeing and I, I don't have that guilt anymore of, of continuing my learning and education. I love that. I love that because if you want to read, if you want to wander yeah. around on the internet and look mm-hmm. at, you know, you're on a particular topic and you're looking for what are all the articles or blogs that have been written on this or mm-hmm. YouTube or whatever. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll stack Powerful. up a bunch of, I'll stack a uh-huh. bunch of things up in like Instapaper or something like that or whatever different places. And, and then when it comes Monday, here's my time and I'm just going to read through all this stuff. I'm going to read through all these different things I've collected. It's, I can't, I just can't express how freeing it feels. It's just really yep. weird. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Again, you're training your brain though. Yeah. You're yeah. saying, you're saying it's okay not to learn on Wednesday because mm-hmm. you're going to catch it in the next Monday. Right. And, and so you, you're, you allow your brain to release it mm-hmm. and not get distracted by it. Right. Yeah. Um, but you're training your brain. It's like, okay, we got this on Monday. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, yeah. I, I've also kind of noticed that I would use those as crutches to procrastinate as, as you know, I'm going to do this thing. Cause I really don't feel like this for whatever reason. And, and and that's also, I think, helped me as well. Yeah, that's cool. Are, uh, what else have you added or dropped? Uh, that is the thing I've definitely added recently. Um, I don't know if I've ever dropped anything. Um, I'm constantly trying things. and They don't stick after a week or something. Like, I'll try stuff for a week. And if it doesn't stick, I just, it's, I'll come back to it maybe later. If something I really want to do. Um Meditation is the one I really, I really like to do. And I seem to do like every other week <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seems to nice. be the thing I, I, I tend to do. Um, I can't, other than that, I can't really think of it. That's the newest thing I've added is, is that theming. I'm still mm-hmm. working through the kinks of it. Monday, I've really settled down on that. And that's really been fun. Um, usually I do podcastings throughout the rest of the week, uh, other business stuff, but yeah, I don't, I can't really think of it. I, I was thinking this morning that I starting in the new year, I wanted to write a little bit more. I really suck at writing. So I was thinking about just once a month putting out some, some writing piece, uh, something I want to try and um, add in here shortly. Oh, or capture all those wonderful thoughts that you're getting in your brain in the morning. Yeah. I got a, I got a notepad on my bed (laughs) as soon as I wake up and I I have any weird things, I write them down real quick and I'll look at it like a week later and be like, what was I thinking about? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What was that about? Yeah. Yeah, Some things I write (laughs) down, I'm like, I have no idea, but nevertheless, where, um, where people want to learn more about, uh, your coaching and consulting and your, your cards, where can people get a hold of you? Two sites. One is laurenmidgley.com. Okay. For the consulting and the productivity, mm-hmm. uh, I've got my blog there, and I'll be launching my blog, or excuse me, my productivity podcast in December. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the cards are yesyoumattermost.com. Perfect. And I will yeah. link to all that in the show notes for everybody, as well as your, your books, uh, your social medias, or whatever way people want to get in touch with you. Uh, so it's easy for, don't, don't worry, folks, we don't have to rush and write that down. Um, on the social community show, we like to do a weekly challenge um, to, to challenge the listeners, either some idea we, we've talked about or some concept that's you know near and dear to you. I'd like to give you the challenge this week to, to challenge the listeners um, for, for something for the week. What, what do you think this week's challenge should be? Well, I love your challenge of the let's, you know, let's do a seven-day challenge where you send some sort of handwritten note, whatever, card, out to seven people that matter to you and see what happens and see if your experience is similar to Tyson's. But think about who are the seven people, write those heartfelt words. As Tyson said, I think it will take you max 
an hour to do those seven cards, if that, probably not even that, and maybe five or 10 bucks by the time you do the postage and the cards. Perfect. I love the challenge. Let's go, folks. Get there. It's simple. You can have the head of her website. You guys can go over to Walmart, Amazon. There's all kinds of things. It's really simple. Uh, trust me, I went on the journey of procrastinating through that. Uh, is there anything else that you you want to, to share, express to the people out there um, that we didn't get a chance to talk about here? You know, I the only thing I, I would like to just kind of say as closing words mm-hmm. is that we have to communicate at a, uh, uh, we have to connect at a human level and just find ways, small ways to do that in your day, be intentional about it. It can happen and it your life will be immeasurably better by doing so. That's beautiful. We're all, we're all human beings. We're all neighbors, friends, brothers, sisters, cousins. Yeah. Let's yep. take care of each other. Right. Lauren, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. I love all your stories and everything you're up to. Like I said, folks, uh, the show notes you can find at the social community that show everything we talked about, uh, her links and everything. If you want to get a hold of her, we'll, we'll be there for you guys. Thanks, Tyson. What a great interview, Lauren. Thanks everybody for sticking around. A uh, quick couple of things before we get out of here. Don't forget, we always are trying to do some type of giveaway, uh, giving back to, to you guys in, in whatever different way, whether it's, you know, books, services, products, whatever it is, head over to the social community show slash pick me, see what we got going on this month. Um, I think this is coming out in January. So, you know, what, what maybe we, we can we'll work some some new year's things or whatever it is go see what we got going on all year long social community.show slash pick me and and see see what's happening see what we can do and we have there for to help you guys out uh if this show's been a help if if you like lauren's message if you want to send this you know to some people talk about it and you know amongst yourselves amongst your friends and maybe have a little watch party or something like that um share this that's the best way to help the show if you like what we got going on here leave a like a review um you have ideas, different things for the show, uh, let us know. We're always happy to hear. And in between shows, you guys can connect with us at The Social Community Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, don't forget to subscribe on YouTube if you want to see the video version um, or your favorite podcast app that you're probably listening to this in right now. For past episodes and link to everything we talked about in this episode, you can head to the thesocialchameleon.show. Until next time, keep learning, keep growing, and keep transforming into the person you want to become. Thank you